Assalamu alaikum. Brothers and sisters, before I start, please do your best to support Brother Abu Shahada. Uh, uh, Brother Abu Shahada from the First Nation people and he's a Muslim convert. He's dedicated his life to help you know, the kids not to fall into the life of drugs and as he shown you. And he gives the khutbah, yes. Sorry, okay. Zakallah <laughs> khair. Uh, please do yourself, do your best to support. You don't know what is the thing that will take you to the Jannah. <laughs> it's just like golden opportunities. Allah is opening in your face. So keep pick and choose like when you go to a garden full of roses, you will not just feel enough just to have one type of rose. You will keep, you know, choosing. <laughs> you know, it will be much more beautiful than just going with one type. So keep doing whatever. Please don't leave this place without supporting him at least with the minimum of you have out of your pocket. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, inshallah, will give you 10 times of that. Jazakumullah. He's doing fard kifaya, really. When he said it, he means it. You know, because just show me, I, I myself, who's from us is able to dedicate himself to help youth in the problem of the drugs. Please raise up your hand. Who is now is dedicated to do this? I know, no one, <laughs> including myself. No one. So this is Fard Kifaya, really. So at least to reduce the, reduce the amount of being blamed when you stand before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Well, I feel very happy when I see someone dedicated for something must be done by the Ummah. And most of the Ummah are either not able or cannot or whatever. We feel happy. Just go and support because this is Ni'mah. So please don't leave without supporting him. Jazakumullah khairan. This is not part of my time, by the way. Okay? I have not started yet. Yes. Wallahi. Yes, you have to be fair. out of record. Allahumma salli ala Muhammad. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillah. Wassalatu wassalamu ala Rasulillahi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wa lah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept your deeds. And Ramadan Mubarak for you. And Eid Mubarak inshallah in advance. In less than 24 hours. Inshallah. If we stayed alive. Okay. We will be praying the Eid here inshallah. Now I will inshallah. Our khitmah from my side will be with two quick stories with one lesson. One of the stories happened with me 31 years ago in Manhattan next to the Twin Towers. <laughs> and the other story happened with an Arab businessman in Germany about 30 years ago. <laughs> so I will combine the two stories together because they have one similar thing together. My story, in 1991, I was traveling in a tour. Right? Brothers in the back, please, can you please, please, please reduce the sound because many brothers, they are not able to hear. Please, anyone who's talking in the back, please try to stop or to find another place, please. So the first story happened with me in 1991 in New York City, in Manhattan. I was in a tour in the United States. I was doing my master's degree in Jordan University at that time. 
So I was just new with my humble, simple English at that time, 31 years ago, you can imagine, with very, very low experience. But I was in a tour, a da'wah tour. So in Manhattan, I was traveling alone, coming from one of the states. I wanted to take a bus from the bus station going to New Jersey. So at that time, I have some kind of time. So I need to wait for two, three hours till the time of the bus comes from New York to New Jersey. So I was traveling in the bus station. So just, you know, about maybe 10, 20 meters, I noticed someone, I assumed 99% he was a Muslim. His appearance was with a Sudanese clothes, this dash, white one, with a hat. His appearance is an Afro-American and his, from my humble experience, he was from Sudan. And he has like a small booth, putting something about 20 meters. I assumed it was like Siwak and, uh, you know, Subha and something like that. So I did not focus because, the, you know, sometimes when you see generally, you don't keep, you know, looking in particular. So I said, Subha, I was very happy because I saw a Muslim. <laughs> I myself a stranger. It's my first time traveling there waiting for the bus for two hours. Alhamdulillah, mashallah, brother from Sudan, he's, you know, you know, this kind of Islamic stuff, maybe combat and something, maybe. So I went just without thinking, without even focusing into the booth, exactly what he was doing. Just immediately, I went to him and I said, Assalamu alaikum, I raised up my hand like this. And he stayed like this. He did not shake hands with me. Can you imagine? I did it like this, wallahi, then I freezed. Said, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> there is something wrong. <laughs> well, I did like this, but he refused. <clears throat> so I want to respect myself. I just <laughs> did okay. So I was shocked. So I felt that I was entrapped in something. <laughs> I didn't know who is he, but his appearance is completely Muslim. So, but okay, I exposed my identity. خلاص. It's well known that I'm an Arab and Muslim because I said Assalamu Alaikum and already I, I wanted to shake hands so I can't just withdraw and say bye bye. No, no. You know, this kind of uh, <laughs> you know, <Pride>. ego, <laughs> pride, I can't. <laughs> I have to continue. So I started talking. I asked him, you're not a Muslim? He said, no. Are you a Jew? A Jewish? He said, no. Okay, are you a Christian? No. Okay, may I ask him what religion do you follow? He said, I'm following the Abrahamic religion. I said, okay, you know, I'm a Sharia student. It was my second degree in my master's at that time. So, alhamdulillah, at least six years studying the Sharia at that time. So I said, excuse me, I mean, there's nothing such as Abrahamic religion. We have Judaism, Christianity, and Islam. There's no religion as such Abrahamic religion. So I argued with him, he just, picked a book and put it in my face. It contained the Star of David. But okay. Anyway, we had a very tough discussion. You, me, him, something, no, 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 you know. I was, uh, you know, alhamdulillah, I consider myself, I have a good knowledge. But my language was so weak at that time. You know, Jordanian Arabic language? Can you imagine? He, by the way, he was a Native American, a Native Afro-American, Native. Not from Sudan or Africa, no, no, Native America. So his English compared with my English, like someone who's holding a stone in front of someone who's holding automatic machine gun. You know, my English, it was like, I, 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 I mean, there is, you know, like this. So it was, anyway, but I did my best. 
But, uh, you know, it was very difficult for him. He was not able to answer my questions. Then, when I, you know, provoked him, I put him in the corner, he immediately said the following, and here comes the big surprise. He said, look, in your book, you have in your Quran, and he said in Arabic now, he said, He quoted the second ayah from Surah Al-Baqarah. You know it. He said it in Arabic, pure Arabic. He said, in your book, you have He continued in Arabic. He said, in Arabic. Ism ishara means, you know, ذلك means that. هذا means this. This is called a demonstrative, you know, noun. <laughs> With this and that. This boy, that boy. قريب, بعيد. Close, far. Okay? So he said in Arabic to me. <laughs> he said, ذلك الكتاب والعربة فيه. ذلك اسم إشارة للبعيد. He said, look, your book say, that book, there is no doubt in it. And ذلك is a demonstrative noun for the far thing. He continued, he said, the far book from you, you Muslims, is the Torah. So if you want to be a good Muslim, you must follow the Torah. Can you imagine? And by the way, I am the one who approached him. He did not come to me. No one can say that there's someone who's trying to play a game or dirty game. No, no, I went to him. He did not come to me. He was in his place. So there is no place to think that he was planning something or, or you know, plan. No, no, I, I approached him. So he was so ready. He spoke in Arabic. He was a Native American. He quoted the Quran in Arabic. <laughs> and he argued with me with something really, really, unless I am a student of Sharia, because no, it's, it's, it's a simple answer for me. Dalika, from rhetorical point of view, this is called a metaphorical usage for the language. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is talking about the Quran. Okay? Now literally, the Quran should say, This book, there is no doubt in it. But Allah said, Dalika, in Arabic you say, in Arabic language, rhetorical Arabic, when you want to praise something as a very high respected thing, you use the demonstrative pronoun of the clause, okay? Instead, of it, you use the far, which say, that person, even though he might be next to me, sitting next to me, I say, you know, that big person, even though he's next to me. This is a rhetorical language, okay? But someone does not know the knowledge of this, <laughs> I mean, he was ready. This is the first story. Forget the lesson now. Just freeze it in your mind. Let's go to the sec second uh, story. Then I will combine the two stories to have one lesson. Second story. I read it, I think, about maybe 20 years, more or less. It happened many years before that. An Arab business person, he went for medical things, you know, medical operation, and into Germany. He was in the apartment. Someone knocked the door. So, I think he looked to the, what we call the magic eye. So he realized that she was a German lady, white, blonde, blue hair, sorry, blue eyes, you know. So he was a practicing Muslim. So he was alone, and you know what we call ahkam al-khalwa. He can't open the door for a stranger, a woman, so that, because she might say, okay, or whatever reason, he was not able to open. So he decided not to open, because he was afraid, he does not know who is she, 
he was afraid that if she came to the house, practically, this is haram in Islam. By the way, not having a bad intention, just the reality of having a stranger, female, in a place of your house, alone, it's called khalwa, which is haram. Haram, even without a bad intention. The action itself is haram. So he is aware of that. Regardless of who is she, he said, yes, excuse me, what do you want? She said, I want to speak with you. He said, I'm sorry, I can't open the door. Just, okay, say, what do you want from me? Who are you? She said, no, I want to get into to speak with you. He said, no, I'm not allowing you to get. When she insisted, she said, look, I'm a Muslim. And in my religion, I'm not allowed to welcome you because my wife is not with me. I don't have anyone else. In my religion, you are not allowed to come with me because I'm alone. Okay, so I'm sorry, I can't. She insisted. She said, oh, sorry. So he ignored her. He said, then she came close to the certain place of the door and she kept 15 minutes calling him for her religion. What was her religion? She's from Jehovah's Witnesses, Shuhud Yahwa. Now, Jehovah's Witnesses, they claim there are Christians. The majority, Jehovah's Witnesses, Shuhud Yahwa. Jehovah's Witnesses, basically, they claim that they are Christians. Okay? They claim. The majority of Christians, they look at them as kuffar in Christianity. <laughs> they don't accept them as Christians. The main reason is why? Because they do not accept the divinity of Jesus Christ. They think that Jesus Christ is a human being. Okay? Now my point is not how Christians look at them, but just to know who are Jehovah's Witnesses. They are dedicated to their way of thinking amazingly. If someone is stuck to you, may God be with you. They will not leave you easily. Anyway, she came for about 15 minutes, blah, 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 speaking, speaking. He ignored her. He, he went to the kitchen and he's doing, but she kept speaking, 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 you know, calling him to her religion. He said, now I'm quoting him, he said, she did not leave the door till she was satisfied that she has done her mission. Then she left. Look now to the point. Now, she's a woman and he's a man. You know, from natural point of view, when a man is approaching a woman, even if she refused him, it does not affect him because by nature, a man is created in a way that to ch chase women, <laughs> you go, you pay the mahar, you do your best, you fight to have a woman. But it's, the opposite is very strange. She's a European, white, Christian, and he's an Arab Muslim. The idea of looking at herself, the ego, the normal ego, <laughs> compared between Europeans and Arabs, Muslims and non-Muslims, not, did not stop her by any way not to continue. She did not feel offended or her ego or her place or her prestige was broken at all. She did not say, how come I'm as a woman speaking with a man and Arab and Muslim, he's humiliating me, cursing me, and still I'm calling Dawah. Oh, no, 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 no. She did not look to all of these considerations. Now, the two stories finished. What is the lesson and I finish? First story. I was asking myself, this person is calling for the battle, for the false. He was ready to argue with a stranger who was a specialist in Sharia. Hardly I was able to argue with him. He was ready to fight and to call and what sure he was targeting Muslims and against Islam because his appearance is completely Muslim. 
but he was not a Muslim. Actually, he was against Islam and Muslims. But <laughs> what power they have? What is the motivation? Regardless, he's based on battle. He's calling for a battle, yet he has a motivation. He's standing there for 10 hours, Manhattan, New York City, on daily basis, just to call for his battle. And the other one, she has 10 reasons to stop doing what she was doing. She's a woman and he's a man. She's a European, he's an Arab. She's a Christian, he's a Muslim. <laughs> Many psychological reasons could kill her ego. Nothing bothered her because her faith is much more valuable than all other considerations. What is the lesson? Do we have such attitude to call for the haqq? Because sometimes one of the ways to push yourself to do the haqq, look to the people of the battle what they do in supporting their battle. <laughs> أقول قولي هذا وأستغفر الله لي ولكم فيفوز المستغفرين.